Welcome to the Community Services Connection Podcast, an informative podcast for those who live, work, and play in our paradise. We're covering everything from recreation and pools, libraries and history, parks and natural resources, and the UF IFAS Extension Office of Charlotte County. You're listening to the Community Services Connection Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Benavenga, and this morning I'm here with Jason Thompson, our Senior Environmental Specialist here in Charlotte County. Good morning, Jason. Good morning, Brianna. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well this morning. Thanks. Does it feel good to be in the office this morning and not out in the fields? No. No, I know. I'm a field guy. Yeah, you have the best job in the county, I think. I think so, too, most of the time. And you just go play in the woods all day? Is that what you do? That's what a lot of people think we do, but um, we actually do a heck of a lot of work, and a lot of time there's uh, heavy lifting in difficult environmental conditions. So June 5th is World Environment Day, which is right around the corner. So tell us, what does it mean to be an environmental specialist in Charlotte County? So as environmental specialists in Charlotte County, we are the stewards of our natural lands. The things that make Charlotte County not like our larger neighbors, where there is so much development and so much sprawl. We focus on the management and maintaining those beautiful natural areas that are so attractive to uh, people that come and visit us from all over the country and the world. You're right when you say we're not like our larger neighbors, but there is a lot of development here. What are the, some of the things that you're doing to preserve some of our green spaces and parks and preserves? So we administer uh, the land management actions for the Habitat Conservation Plan, which is a conservation plan that focuses on the Florida scrub jay and a federally listed species. Um, they're not found anywhere else, but what that means is that we go out and we manage the habitat as closely as we can to natural processes that have occurred for eons before we got here. What is your background? How did you get into this? Um, I grew up somewhere else, like most people here. I'm, I'm from Kentucky. I went to school there and I got a bachelor's in science with an area of concentration in environmental science. And essentially what that means is um, I spent a couple of solid years in the science building and everything with enology, I took it. Chemistry, biology, ichthyology, ornithology, aquatic entomology, limnology, which most people don't know, that's a study of lakes and water bodies. Um, we did all of that. And so it gave me a very good, well-rounded background to come down here. I, college taught me how to learn what I didn't already know. And most of those principles that I learned in college... I've been able to apply to our work here. And how long have you been here? I have been with Charlotte County 15 years this month. Wow. Well, happy anniversary. Thank you. That's awesome. What has your team been up to since the hurricane? So um, my team does a lot of equipment operations and chainsaw work. And we do a lot with essentially like forester type uh, jobs. And so as everybody's familiar Hurricane Ian was a big storm, and it came through here for a very long time. And so we have a lot of down timber, and my team initially came out and started clearing all of our active use parks so our citizenry could restore their day-to-day normal lives. I think that's what we all wanted most right after the storm is like, when do we get back to normal? And our people wanted to come out. They didn't have cable. Many didn't have water. And so they've got kids that are trapped at home. And they want to come out and go to a park and let the kids run off some of that energy. And so one of the first things we did was to go out to our active use parks and playgrounds and help to open those back up. And then we expanded outward from there and to help facilities be ready and prepared to open up and let people in so we can continue to be community services. We can serve our community. 
We had so many people who would pull into the park and say, it looks fine. Why is it closed? What are some of the dangerous things that you saw inside of the parks? Well, so as you're walking along a trail, you may not see trees and branches that are imminently going to fall. We want to make those safe, obviously. But things that you don't consider is how much we're having to work in there in equipment with limited visibility, limited communications. I had radios dispatched to all my guys because they may not be able to see me. So I have to be able to reach out to them and tell them, hey, stop, there's somebody behind you. Those are one of the things, as well as dropping trees and stuff. We all know because we work with one another out in the woods, but somebody else might not know. And if we don't know they're they're in the vicinity and we start cutting a tree, it starts to come down. There's a very real likelihood that we could drop a tree or limbs on somebody and injure or worse individuals that have come just to recreate in our parks. That's scary. And I'm really glad your team took their time to clean it up the right way and the safe way. And we thank everybody listening for their patience. How do you think the hurricane impacted the habitat here in some of our parks? So I think the habitat and the natural fauna of Florida and flora, they fared much better than we do. Um, The thing that that we don't understand so much is humans are kind of later to the scene. Many of these animals, gopher tortoises, scrub jays, alligators have been here for millions of years and so they've seen more than their share of hurricanes and they've learned to adapt it seems like our scrub jays have done very very well um we're we're still going to have to gather a lot of data over the next couple of years and find out how has it impacted reproduction but so far preliminarily our birds came together really well um gopher tortoises seem to do very good and and when you clear out some of those large overstory trees, it makes way for new plants to grow. And that new growth is something that becomes a food source for a lot of animals out there. Let's go back to scrub jays, because just before the hurricane, I remember your team was doing a lot of work with scrub jays. When is scrub jay season? Okay, so scrub jay nesting season uh, started March 1st, and it goes all the way through June 30th. Um, that's when scrub jays breed, establish nests, raise young, those nests leave, or those nestlings leave the nest, they become fledglings. Um, Around or about June 1st is when we start our scrub jay surveys. And we do that so that we can determine which birds have fledged and if they're being reproductively successful, which is how you measure whether you're doing good for the animals that you you, uh, manage for. And you had a few parks that had a lot of scrub jay activity that normally did not, right? Absolutely. Um, So we have three parks that are occupied with birds, and um, last year we saw uh, large numbers of birds. Um, Our populations have been steadily increasing and doing quite well, and so we hope to continue that trend moving into the future. We have a lot of new people moving to Charlotte County who are not familiar with some of the listed species here. What are some of the species here in Charlotte County that are documented, listed, that people should be aware of? They should absolutely be aware of gopher tortoises, uh, Florida scrub jays. Um, while not listed, they should they should always be aware of alligators. If there's water, assume that there's one there. Uh, there are a few other listed species like the eastern indigo. Um, I know that people aren't usually real friendly and cuddly toward the serpents, but um, this is a wonderful beneficial animal to have in your neighborhood. Let's go back to the gators. So gator mating season is May through June. Is that correct? Uh, I think it starts a little sooner. Uh, it's it's funny. So nobody really checks the calendar. The scrub jays don't have one and neither do the alligators. But when the temperature gets right, 
that's what really kind of triggers things for all uh, reptile or herptofauna, anything that's uh, cold-blooded. It's it's about temperature, and we're seeing some unusually warm temperatures this year. And so it may even begin a little sooner. And as pools start to dry up and alligators congregate in large areas and then that temperature rises, but we're not getting rainfall, that's when mating season will kick in and your large dominant males will control an area and they will mate with the females in that area. Um, Those females will then move away. They'll establish a clutch and litter and they will monitor that until those baby alligators start to call out to them and then they'll go back and they'll dig up those baby alligators and move them to the water. They'll keep an eye on them for a while, but around August to September, the females move away from those babies and they're on their own. So we do have signs posted pretty much near every body of water in Charlotte County that says beware of alligators. But what do people need to be on the lookout for? So, like I mentioned before, if there's water, assume that there's an alligator there. And if you see one laying up on a bank, just leave it alone. Respect its distance like you would a person. You wouldn't walk up to a big, scary-looking person and stand right next to him. Or a lion. For whatever reason, we see an alligator laying there on the sand, and it doesn't seem to be moving, and it's not really responsive to us. And I see it all too often. People want to go up and get a great picture. That's fantastic. Keep in mind, these animals can move very fast in short bursts. And while they're not likely to, um, it's best to just respect that and give them their distance. Don't walk up to them with your dog. Don't have dogs off a leash and running near a water's edge. In a warm year like this year, that alligator might decide that that's a very tasty snack. Um, I just saw a video where something like that happened. Yeah, that's really unfortunate. Um I'm a photographer, and so I know in some of the gated communities around here, there's a fence around the ponds and the gators. Can I throw food at it and try to lure it in to get a good picture? Is that a good idea? That's (laughs) a great question, Brianna. It's absolutely a bad idea to ever feed wildlife. These animals have been doing very, very well without us for millions of years. We often feed them food that's not good. We feed ourselves food that's not good. Hot dogs aren't good for alligators either. Um, While we're at it, don't throw bread to birds. That's not a good food source for them. Um, But when you start feeding animals, those are dead animals. It's really common uh, with bears to say a fed bear is a dead bear. It's no different with raccoons or alligators. These animals have a natural fear and avoidance of people. And when they break down that fear because we're feeding them and we get them close and we think, oh, that's just Rocky. He's friendly. Well, Rocky might not be friendly to the next person or the next person might not be so friendly to Rocky and then Rocky gets hurt or killed because somebody decided to feed him. And especially, don't do it with alligators. Nobody would go to Africa and try and hand feed a pride of lions. Don't do it with an alligator either. These are dangerous animals. They seem to leave us alone as long as we leave them alone. And I think we should stay with that agreement. We just leave them alone. Leave them alone. Stay away. Keep your distance. Anything else? Um, other than that, enjoy the natural beauty that is Florida. This is an amazing, beautiful state. I love it here. I grew up up north, but I truly love Florida. Um, appreciate it for what it is. It's, it's not Kentucky where I grew up. I love Kentucky, but I, I left Kentucky where Kentucky's at. This is Florida, and I accept Florida on Florida terms. Um, appreciate it for what it is and respect it. Awesome. Jason, thank you so much for being with us this morning and talking on the podcast. Where can people learn more about the work that you do? 
Um, Charlotte County has a fantastic website. Um, please visit there. My staff and I just completed a land management brochure that highlights all the properties that we manage and some of the activities that we do on those properties, as well as some of the things that you will see when you come out to those properties. So any of these resources are available. We're also doing, thanks to you, Brianna, a virtual tour. We're working on that. We're very excited about that. We think that's going to give us um, a lot of exposure and let people find out what our beautiful properties are like. Those are really cool because not everybody can make it out to those properties or maybe they're not comfortable getting out to those properties alone. So those can be found on our website and your team has been so awesome in helping put those together. So thank you and there'll be more coming. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate it.